Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show. And we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. Um, speaking of New Year's and having a happy New Year, I want to talk about the NBA, right? I had we had recently produced the show about two days ago, and it was talking about how the NBA uh, has been struggling to bring in to bring in to bring in ratings, bring in new viewers, uh, and to really be competitive with the NFL. We were talking about it retrospectively in a way, but we're only referring to last year, so I don't know how far we're going back. But we were talking about the NFL ratings against the NBA ratings and how they absolutely dominated them uh, last year. And the NFL made it clear within the last two years or so that they want to be competing with the NBA uh, on Christmas Day. Now, in the past, historically, Christmas Day, that that holiday period uh, is is is, is a period in which the NBA usually dominated. Everyone. Uh, tune in to watch basketball but over the last couple of years now um, that has not been the trend as a matter of fact uh, the NBA has actually actually been declining uh, in viewership so what happened I came across an article here uh, from front office sports which was published on December 28th right and it has the following headline it says on a crowded Christmas the NBA got coal so say they're uh dismal rating so let me get into the article here uh it says the nba knew the nfl was coming to steal the christmas uh, is christmas day viewers the ratings show that his strategy is working not only did the nfl see viewership increase for all three of his broadcast windows in the league's second year of offering a christmas day triple header but those numbers seemingly came at the expense of the nba's traditional slate of games among the nfl wins the 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 that day's Las Vegas Raiders Kansas City Chiefs game on CBS scored 29.2 million viewers, making it the most watched Christmas Day game in 34 years. The NBA, meanwhile, saw viewership decline in each of its five games compared to the same broadcast uh, window in 2022. The steepest drop came from the Philadelphia 76ers ma- uh, heat matchup, which drew 1.3 million viewers on ESPN and ESPN2, down 73% from last year's 8 p.m. Eastern time matchup between the Memphis Grizzlies and Golden State Warriors. The 2022 game was a simulcast on ABC, but this year uh, the NFL's nightcap of Baltimore Ravens uh, 49ers got uh, the network main slot. Then it continues on. Three of the NBA's other four games were down significantly. 
39% and 18% from comparable broadcasts on Christmas Day in 2022, according to Sports Media Watch. The Denver Nuggets' 120-114 victory over the Golden State Warriors at 2.30 p.m. Eastern garnered 4.1 million uh, viewers per the New York Post, which was down 5% from Dallas Mavericks' Los Angeles Lakers slot. Uh, in 2022 next year could bring some reprieve for the nba as christmas falls on wednesday a day uh, the nfl typically doesn't play but in the long term it's clear the nba will continue facing competition most years now that the nfl has decided to embrace the holiday so you heard what the article had to say this is deeply concerning on many different levels many different levels Let's talk about it uh, from the NBA standpoint right now. If I'm the NBA, I have to ask myself the following question. Why is this happening? Why is this happening? Given all of the various tools that are available for us to promote our game, talking about social media, I'm talking about Instagram, I'm talking about TikTok, I'm talking about Twitter, I'm talking about people on TV twerking it up all over the all over the all over the damn place. All of these different things to promote the game to keep the conversation uh, relevant and vibrant. How is this po- how is it possible that it's not translating uh into viewership and and the numbers keep declining every single year? This is a very serious question that I think that the NBA needs to understand. And I think, and I think this. I think that the result that the NBA is currently receiving right now is um, a compounding effect of decisions that have been made over the last five, ten years that are basically coming home, uh, you know, to, to roost. Here's what I mean, and I'm just speaking from my from my vantage point, and I think from the vantage point from uh, you know some of the viewers that we have on the channel. A lot of people, a lot of people have been complaining about the particular product that the NBA is putting out on the court. They don't believe it's competitive. They believe that it's too offensively uh, centric. Uh, There is no emphasis on defense. And that is beginning to turn off a lot of people. And the numbers show it. People don't want to watch an offensive, you know, a marathon where no one is playing any defense and there's absolutely no resistance. This has been the sentiment of some fans and some former players like Kenyon Martin and, and others, where you've heard many of them say the game you can't even watch is on is become is getting to the point where it's unwatchable. That is a problem. Number two, and I think we need to address it, although it's very hard to quantify. This laissez-faire attitude that the NBA players have been given off, where they kind of act like as if it's their right to be in the NBA instead of their privilege. And a lot of them mail it in. And you saw this manifest itself in, the, in last year's All-Star game, which Denver co- which Denver head coach uh, Mike Malone described as the worst basketball uh, game he had ever witnessed in the history of the sport. That's what an NBA-level coach said of last year's debacle of an All-Star game. It was an absolute disaster. And it shows you that the players these days don't even give a damn about the fans to even go out there and put on a show on All-Star Weekend. Number three, if we're talking about All-Star Weekend, we need to also talk about this other issue. Do you notice now that it has gotten so pathetic that the NBA now has to recruit players from the G League and other places to participate in? Do you remember last year when they were saying, oh, this, uh, I forgot the player's name, that he saved the, the slam dunk? What happened to all the stars? 
What happened to John Moran? What happened to, uh, you know, the best dunkers in the NBA? Where are these guys? Why aren't they competing? Do they believe that they're above, they're above it all? That's also a problem. The NBA wants to see big name players in the slam dunk contest. As a matter of fact, a lot of people don't even... T- the slam dunk contest 10, 15 years ago used to mean something. Now no one really cares. And this is something that has taken place on the watch uh, under the stewardship of Adam, Adam Silvers. He has been at the heart of all of this. And there's no way we can look at these type of numbers and not attribute any of the blame to the commission. There's no way. I mean, in any other field, if you're underperforming and you're the head honcho, people are going to look at you. So these are very, very serious questions. The, the, the issue is not that the NBA is losing out to the NFL because we're not really making any news here. The issue is, number one, it's not even competitive, number one. And number two, we're witnessing a decline over time. That's the problem. And it's a very, very serious one that I believe needs to be addressed. And I think that, um, you know, it's something also for people to look at from a broader sense uh, in terms of thinking of ways to diversify. If you look at it from a content standpoint, uh, from a content creation standpoint, yeah, we talk about the NBA. It's fun, but I'm also, you know, we're also exploring other avenues to talk about other things. Not that the NBA, I don't like the NBA. Of course I do. But, uh, you know, it's beginning to become stale. And there are other things that are also interesting to talk about. So even us, we're beginning to get uh, experimental because there's clearly a problem here. And to act like as if it doesn't, these numbers, if you read these numbers, and it doesn't spell problem. It doesn't. It doesn't spell problems for you. Then, then you're in some serious denial, serious denial. But there are a lot of decisions that have been made over the last, you know, five, ten years that have that have led to this current result. And it's a problem, and something needs to change. It's one of the reasons now you see the NBA implementing this low management rule or whatever the hell it is, because now they want to send their fans the message that we're 82 game league. Well, that's not what you were doing before. Before you thought you were being so intellectual and be oh well we were going to follow science. We're going to follow the, the pseudoscience. That we turned out to find that we that we found out it was no science, because anybody thinking about the situation critically with a brain would ask, wait a minute, if players are supposed to be getting more medicine, getting more advanced, and all of this stuff, and you're doing this load management and they're getting injured at a higher rate, clearly something is not working. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. This is going to be the last show of the year. Uh, most likely, if you're watching this show, you're probably watching it uh, after the show after the show we published before. So this will be the last show uh, of the year. So what happened? We recently uh, produced this show on, um, what is it? Uh, uh, Shannon Sharp and Gilbert Arena saying that that uh, Shai Gilchrist Alexander is a better player than, um, than Kawhi Leonard. And uh, I think yesterday... Gilbert Arenas did a rebuttal uh, show about it, whatever, whatever, whatever. But I want to talk about something I've been noticing, right, uh, which is this. Not as at the end of the year, I'm just going to give you guys my honest and raw thoughts and then to hell with what whoever thinks what. We're going to be back on the eighth, so whatever. I'll listen to what you got to say when we get back. Um, For as much as I enjoy doing sports media, and it's fun, uh, although it's very competitive, it's nonstop. When you're not producing content, you're thinking about it 24-7. So anybody that produces content, they'll tell you this for free. It's it's a grind, right? It's a grind, a real grind. 
Um, but one of the things I've noticed is uh, over the last you know three years or so that I've noticed that most people out here are not really saying what they think. That's number one. Number two, other people are saying things that push uh, certain agendas. Now, when we came into the business, we didn't have any ties. We weren't connected to anybody, nothing like that, right? So we were just speaking from a fan's perspective on a sport that I enjoy watching since I was a young kid, right? And I thought that, okay, if we're going to be talking sports, Kobe's my favorite guy. I've been watching the way people in the media have been trying to tarnish his legacy over the years and just basically putting out falsehoods, uh, you know, being led by people like uh, Nick Wright, Shannon Sharp, and others. I said that if I have an opportunity to have a platform, I'm going to give my perspective. And I believe it's a perspective that a lot of people hold, right? Uh, one of those views was, I think Kobe Bryant is top three all time. Right, I think he's I think he's top three. I got Jordan number one. I got uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar number two, and I got Kobe Bryant number three. When we started saying that, it started to cause some serious malfunctions in some people's brains uh, that were used to getting their information and basically being, uh, you know, um, pacified by people on television, telling them this, telling them that, telling them this, telling them that. Here's what I think. Listen, I think that. I think there's a truth and I think that there's the, the the truth that people want you to believe. That's what I think. And it's quite transparent if you're looking at it with a skeptical, critical eye. You got to understand, you got to ask yourself the question. Why do people say the things that they say? Why? If you look at a person like Shannon Sharp and Shannon Sharp brought up a, a very good point. And by the way, before I even get into Shannon Sharp's point, I've been saying it for years that I think that Shannon Sharp is arguably the best in the business. You can go pull up the shows. If Shannon Sharp sees this himself, he can go pull up the shows. I've been saying that. The one thing I have said, however, is that I think Shannon Sharp is hilarious. I think he's charismatic. I think he's all of these things. However, I think he totally loses it when he starts talking about LeBron. I've said this religiously. And I'm not going to change my opinion. I'm not going to do that because that's what I believe. Shannon brought up a very, very good point. Uh, he said the other day that Somebody said he was talking about Dreamers Pro. I said, you must, I don't think that highly of myself. I don't think he was talking about us. Uh, where he said that he doesn't understand why. Okay, he's not going to respond to people to give him the audience, which I totally understand. He said, but he doesn't understand why you're using his name uh, and titles and all of that stuff to talk, right? Just like, why are you using my name? And I thought that was a very facetious, uh, short-sighted position to take. And I'll tell you why. No one would care what Shannon Sharp has to say if he wasn't talking about somebody else. If Shannon Sharp sat up there and started talking about himself and all of his shows, what movies he likes to watch, uh, uh, what cars he likes to drive, what food he likes to eat, people will tune out. People will tune out. People want to hear what you think about other people in other situations. That's pretty much how media works. That's pretty much how it works. You go on ESPN to talk about, not yourself, to talk about other people, right? That's pretty much how it works. You go on CNN, they're talking about other people. You go on Fox, still to talk. So to say that is like you're saying, well, you wouldn't be anything without talking about me. And I'm saying you wouldn't have a show if you were just sitting there talking about yourself. Nobody cares to that extent. The, the figures of interest are the people that we discuss. What makes people decide to listen to one person or the other is just basically your personality and how you deliver the information. That's the fact. So when he said that, I didn't understand what he was talking about when he brought up that point. But Shannon Sharp has uh, been one of those people that witnessed Michael Jordan in his greatness. 
So for him to come out there and say LeBron is better than Jordan and to say some of the stuff that he said about Kobe, Gilbert Arenas, the thing about Gilbert Arenas is this. Gilbert Arenas obviously is very funny. He's, he, ha- he has his, he has his um, style of producing content. People love it. And he's doing very well for himself. Has one of the top bas- basketball podcasts uh, in the world. The only thing I got to ask about Gilbert, because Gilbert knows, like, you know, I'm a Kobe guy and all of that, and he's done shows, doing his highlights, scoring a 60 against Kobe. And I've always asked, and I even asked on some of the shows, I'm like, are you suggesting that you're what? Better than Kobe Bryant? I'm confused. I know that's not what you're suggesting. We're talking about a top five guy. You're not saying that. So I know Gilbert is not saying that. Uh, So when he says some of the stuff that he says about Kobe or Jordan, uh, it really makes me wonder. And then I started to realize, listen, the reason Gilbert Arena says some of these stuff about uh, Jordan and Kobe and these guys is to elevate LeBron. That's it. What made it clear was the day Shannon Sharp pushed back on LeBron James on ESPN first take. And Gilbert Arena said he went, you, you, uh, why are you going to uh, Shannon? I'm like, uh, LeBron, I'm like, is he not supposed, or is the, is what's in the contract? You can only say, I'm confused. Is he only supposed to say nice things about him? Or what? The other thing I got to say, man, and I got to ask, would you have been saying this if Kobe was around to defend his name? This is the question. Would you have been saying the things you say if Kobe was alive and walking around? Would you have been, would you have done a two hour live talking about how you roasted Kobe? Would you have? This is the question I want to know. Because where was all of this? Even when he had those great highlight games, where was all of this? Where was it at? Really, would, it, would you have invited Kobe Bryant on the Gills Arena and talked about how you, you, you cooked him and all of that? How he wasn't okay? Of course you wouldn't. If you invited Michael Jordan on the show, would you be telling him this? Of course you wouldn't. You would not. So I'm asking why are you doing all of this when the man is not here uh, to even defend his name? That's, that's, uh, that's just one of the questions I have. But I think that these guys understand, listen, we need to find a way to make this thing about LeBron and Jordan. And the only way for us to do this, realistically do this, is that we got to remove one person out of the conversation, and that's Kobe Bryant. Now, there have been people in media over the last 10 years that have tried, um, you know, uh, and, and they've been relentless about it, to try to convince people that somehow LeBron is way better than Kobe and we didn't witness what we saw. It's total BS. It's total BS. And they've tried, they've tried, they've tried, they've convinced people that I believe they never watched Kobe Bryant play. Those were people that were already impressionable. If you saw those two guys playing their prime, I don't I don't know how you can come to that conclusion. I just don't know. I mean, to me, I I don't I don't I don't see it. So Kobe was a guy that they had to hate on to elevate LeBron. But what I think they're beginning to realize is with the advent of social media and these various platforms, people are now beginning to push back against the narrative. That's what's happening, essentially. Every day I look up, I'm seeing one person or another creating their own platform and pushing back on the narrative. People are sick of people are sick of it. They're like, nah, like you saying this, but we know it's not the truth. So we're going we're going to push back on you. And that's essentially what's happening. They can't control the narrative any longer and in the next five years one or two things is going to happen other people are going to continue to go out there and put their voices out or the system is going to choke out those other voices and allow a few people to have an opinion which is essentially what they do on television 
And to me, it's a damn shame. Uh, it's, it, it, it's, it's a damn shame. But I know the reason that these guys hate on Kobe is to elevate. That's the only reason they do it. And to listen to a Shannon Sharp say, who once compared Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, he said, in this order, I have Jordan, uh, 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 no, I have God, Jordan, and Kobe. And then all of a sudden, his tune changed. I got to ask the question, why? What happened to what? So what? I'm, I'm confused. You got me lost. And the Gilbert Arena saying all of this spicy stuff about Kobe, man. Why didn't you say this when the man was here to defend his name? Why didn't you say this? This is what I'm trying to figure out. Because now we're trying to make it look like a top ten, five, like a top five dude was just some dude. And that, that I believe, does a disservice to the fans. Because you're watering down the greatness of Kobe Bryant. That's the problem. You're talking about one of the five best players ever. And to then just try to make a mockery out of him. You disrespect the sport. And by doing that, if we're saying that Kobe wasn't really all that good, then what was everybody else? Because he's for damn sure better than anybody talking about him. So what was everybody else? If Kobe wasn't that dude, what was everybody else? If Kobe wasn't great, what was everybody else? If MJ wasn't all of that, what is everybody else? This is the problem. We're destroying the sport just to elevate somebody we like. That is a problem. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.